Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am super excited to have my next guest here. We have Jeff Popkin, who frankly is kind of a legend. If you have not heard of Jeff Popkin, and and uh, I should say, if you are not in the beverage industry, I'm telling you right now, he is a legend in the beverage industry and so excited to have him here. He is the CEO today of Ghost Tequila. He has set uh, amazing precedents um, along the way in helping to build many companies. Um, Jeff, he and I met when he was at Vitacoco. But he is a veteran from Red Bull and Coors and Jägermeister, incredible brands that Jeff has been instrumental in helping to build out those brands. Uh, he is not the founder. He is a uh, senior executive who comes in and really helps to uh, work alongside the founders typically or comes in to be the CEO and helping to build these brands. So, so much wisdom, I'm sure we are going to hear from Jeff, but definitely, definitely was excited to see him jumping into the Ghost Tequila uh, company. I hadn't actually tried Ghost Tequila prior, but Jeff definitely being attached to this brand had me uh, very curious about it. And I do love tequila for sure. So I love the ghost pepper essence, which unlike other peppers, uh, really has kind of a unique taste to it. So if you haven't tried it, we're going to have all the info in the show notes at the end. But I am um, very, very excited to have you here, Jeff. Kara, it's so good to see you again. It's been too long, and uh, I'm, I'm really, really appreciate you having me on. It's great to reconnect with you, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm very excited. Super excited. So tell us the story behind the Ghost Tequila brand. So Ghost Tequila, um, you know, the, one of the taglines that's with the brand when I, before I got here and stays with the brand is we're born in a uh, bar, not a boardroom. And then I kind of added, or a movie set you know, since there's so many celebrity mm-hmm. tequilas out there. So it truly is something that was born in a bar, the founder of this brand. And you're right. I'm not the founder. You know, I'm not courageous enough. I don't think to do the, to actually find something and go all in and do what a founder does. So I have complete and total respect for Chris Moran, who's the founder of the brand co-founder together with David Gordon, uh, co-founder of ghost tequila. And it's really, you know, just taking the, all the, uh, all the idea of how do you make a spicy tequila 
and what goes into a spicy tequila because there's so much struggling at the bartender level with muddling, with doing all kinds of things, infusing to do spicy drinks. And spicy, as you know, is quite the sensation. It has been for some time now, but it's really starting to apex uh, in 2023, 2024, and is projected to continue growth. But yeah, so he started He started working in a bar, in, he was a bartender in Boston Market. He started working hard on doing all kinds of infused uh, tequilas. And he landed on the ghost pepper because the ghost pepper has this way of providing this spice that's very uh, neutral. So it comes through in almost like a spicy sensation. And so we've trademarked that as perfectly spicy, totally unique, completely different than any other spicy that's out there in, in the spirits business because all the other spices have a tendency to be what's kind of a simple spice where the spice just takes over the drink. So like jalapeno spice, for example, would be a simple spice that just makes the drink taste like a jalapeno instead of like ghost where it allows the flavor of the cocktail to shine through and ghost just pokes through with the spicy sensation. So it's really quite, you know, quite the unique liquid, which is why I joined the team and, and, uh, and started recruiting all everyone I know and have worked with in my career to come in here and help scale this brand. So the ghost pepper, I'm very familiar with it, but how do you infuse that then into the tequila just in terms of the process? Yeah. So we take, we start with hundred percent agave. So that's no, it's hundred percent high quality, lowland and highland agave. You know, we look for agave in the 35 to 36 or above bricks range, which is the sweetness level of natural natural agave sugars that go in and post distillation. So after that tequila is made, we have a beautiful Blanco tequila there, really smooth, a little sweet on the nose. And then post distillation, we use an all natural blend of ghost peppers that we put in the tequila uh, as we bottle it at the distillery. So ghost tequila, you couldn't make ghost tequila in a bar if you tried. You know, you couldn't take ghost peppers and try to engineer it in the bar. And that's the beautiful thing about ghost is every taste is the same. You know, it's it's engineered for scale, really. So the bartender doesn't have to muddle. You put ghost tequila for the perfectly spicy. You know, I like to try to get one on any menu to really showcase what perfectly spicy means. I'm trying to get two drinks on the menu, one in a traditional margarita type mm-hmm. flavor, mango, watermelon, whatever the margarita flavor. and the other like a non-traditional tequila drink, like a espresso martini. Ghost in an espresso martini is killer because you get the sweetness, you get the coffee, the chocolate, and then you get this little spicy sensation that pokes through. And that to me is like the perfect platform. It's like really a platform of perfectly spicy. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined too. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. 
I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone. And by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices. Snacks and beverages now, too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part? Each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's awesome. So how does this, obviously, there's different levels of tequila um, Is the from, in terms of a price range. Like who is the target market for this? Well, we've worked hard. So, you know, we like to say that it's kind of that uh, margarita drinker. Still the number one cocktail in the U.S. is a margarita. Number two is a ranch water. Mm-hmm. So it's still along that, you know, I would say 50-50, maybe leaning female with the margarita consumption. So we're targeting that just to get the brand out. And then as we get consumers, and that's what we're using to recruit consumers on drink menus, we are really, a we're 65% on-premise today, a true on-premise brand. And the idea is when consumers discover us in a bar 
you know, Mexican food bar or any kind of like Moxie's, you and I were talking a little bit about Moxie's great upscale Canadian sports bar. Uh, they discover us there. They see us on the menu and they think ghost tequila and ghost tequila is something you don't forget. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many other tequilas, Clas Azul, Casa Azul, Fletch Azul, like so many that just kind of start to blend together. Ghost tequila stands out and shines through and has what I call that natural brand swagger of you don't forget it. So when they see it on a menu, they go straight to an off-premise package store and they buy ghost tequila and they take it home. They make a margarita. You can mix anything with it. So that's the beauty of, of kind of the liquid that's behind Ghost Tequila. We're priced at $30, price to consumer, uh, and that's right in the sweet spot. Even with some of the economic headwinds that we experienced in the back half of 23, we've seen that it really hasn't slowed down what Ghost Tequila is doing. When we get on a menu, Kara, whether it's right now, I think we have the uh, mango margarita at Moxie's and we're, we're going in Applebee's as we speak and on the border. Those are when we get on the menu, people sample us and they go straight to the stores and buy us. So we're truly using the on-premise to scale the off-premise as we roll this out. So obviously you've worked on some amazing brands, some of them older brands, like right before this, you were at Jägermeister, but you've worked at Vita Coco as they were growing and not public yet. And all of, uh, all of uh, the, the heyday of, of building that brand, I know that they went on the menus of many bars as well and, and were more of a mixer, but you're sort of doing the opposite where you're the actual tequila with the mixer, right? You're you're coming Absolutely. in. I mean, have you done? I guess Jägermeister was probably the closest to this, except obviously they were much bigger. Um, it was more of a turnaround kind of situation, I guess. Um, but uh, also really different from like the beer experience that you've had too. But still dealing with a lot of distributors and and kind of the way to market. Um, but how is this? How is this different for you? And frankly, like what was so exciting about it too when when you got the phone call to come in and really help to build this? Yeah, it was, uh, to me, I discovered it before I got the phone call and it was kind of like, and it happened, I'm work, I also work with a brand called Fever Tree, which is a mixer out of the UK, out of mm-hmm. London. And that happened when I was at Jägermeister. And it's kind of funny how fate just kind of happens, but I was doing a, a podcast for BevNet and I was talking about Jägermeister. I just got to Jägermeister and I just had a fever tree ginger ale and I love ginger ale. It's one of my things. So I, I had there, I started talking about, man, there's a brand that I just had. It's ginger ale and it's the most ginger forward, you know, liquid I've ever had. It makes all these other ginger ales taste like Sprite and fever tree somehow got that. And they called Spencer Stewart, who was the same recruiter that put me into Jägermeister and I got a board seat at Fever Tree. And that was like while I was at Jägermeister. So I flew over there, met those guys, great guys. And I'm still today, still continuing to work with Fever Tree on their board. I go over to London four, four or five times a year to do that. And it's it's a similar thing of something with beverage brands. I've been very fortunate in my career. I, fall, I, I find these brands that you can fall in love with. Fever Tree is one of those. Jägermeister was one of those. Spencer Stewart called me about Jägermeister, and I'd always been a fan of Jägermeister. Um, and Josh Wan called me about Ghost. So the the Jäger the Jägermeister journey was a great journey. We did the joint venture with Terramana Tequila at the very end of Jägermeister, and I would say that really kind of got me on the tequila train. 
of man, I saw what what Terramana did, which was a great liquid. The Rock was the engine behind that liquid. We signed that deal right before COVID and set records, launching it twenty one twenty two. And I watching that, it just kind of made me want to have you know, as you mentioned, you know, I've been around for a while. It made me want to have another journey, and and I, I compare it more to the Vitacoco journey than I do the Jägermeister journey of taking a brand and scaling it and building a team that all shares in the upside of success of, you know, what happens in building that brand. So I wanted to put together, I wanted to find a brand that had its proof of concept, you know, of what worked, meaning every brand, every entrepreneur struggles, I believe with, you know, you get this idea and you want to bring it to market, but you really need to know how the consumer is going to react to your proposition so you can then understand what it takes to scale it because it's always going to be a little different probably for most entrepreneurs, me not being one of them, but for most of them, knowing how fickle consumer behaviors can be, you really don't know what you have in your brand until you get it out live in the market and you see, pe- and you see people react to it. Mm-hmm. You see people like, who is my consumer and what are they doing? Why are they drinking it? And how do I? So I wanted to find a brand that had its proof of concept, that knew who its consumer was and wanted to scale. And that's where I can best add value is bringing in talent, creating the strategies, the commercial strategies, the marketing strategies to scale the brand. And that's what I found in Ghost. So I found Ghost and Josh Wand uh, at BevForce, who I've known a really long time. He called me up after I discovered Ghost, much like the Fever Tree stuff. So it was just kind of like a, another uh, another one of those things where I really started kicking the tires. And Ghost Liquid is magic. It's just magic. There's nothing like it in the market. So I thought, okay, so we have something here that's unique. It's totally unique. Who's going to drink this? How are they going to drink it? So I started going deep on it. And the thing I discovered is it was having a lot of success without any marketing. I mean, without mm-hmm. really doing any marketing, just bootstrap type stuff, getting on menus and and it started in the, in Boston and getting on menus, doing well on menus. People go to the package stores that buy it. So really the proposition was get behind this brand, build out some marketing content and tell the story of Ghost and scale this brand. And so it would, to me, it was much more sim- simple than looking at all the celebrity brands that are out there and don't really have a point of difference, that to me would be a significant, you know, challenge in the sea of tequilas because really the celebrity is your differentiator. And for the consumer, I think the liquid has to be the differentiator of what does the liquid say to you and how do you drink it and speak to you that way. And for us, the liquid is the hero, the celebrity, if you will. Yeah, definitely. I think you brought up a really good point. I've had more entrepreneurs come to me and talk to me about, uh, should I get a celebrity involved in the product? And you've obviously worked with many over the years. uh, But I'm so curious, like, where do you see that today? Because I feel more than ever, you know, you've got co-founders, one of them's a celebrity. Um, Sometimes they have a role inside of the company too. We've seen that for years, I guess, with different brands. But what's your feeling on on that, knowing that that's kind of your competition out there? I mean, how do you cut through? And obviously focusing on the actual product, which is what you're doing. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on bringing in that celebrity and for a new brand that you know, is not as known. When do you do that? Do you do it? Yeah, it's Kara, it's a tough one. You know, to me, 
like at Vitacoco, we, we use celebrities a lot. Red Bull, we use celebrities a lot. And in both cases, we always looked at making the, sure that it was an authentic connection. And it was mm-hmm. a, it was a, they truly use the product and they aren't just mouthpieces and they aren't just, you know, trying to help you be, help you sell your product. And at Vitacoco, that's something Mike Kerbin was always, you know, very passionate about because v- coconut water was, was, before it was really a thing, it was kind of a tough sell because it was a yoga mom, soccer mom type drink. Men weren't drinking it. And we were trying to get CSD distributors like Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, now KDP, trying to get them to sell the brand. And they would say, wow, that stuff, you know, you know, I don't know. It doesn't taste good to me. I don't like it. And this is, I drink Diet Coke or I drink whatever. So there was always people kind of patting us on top of the head and saying, yeah, that's a cute little brand, but it's not for me. You know, and so those are the things that as you overcome those celebrities are a good way to get that mainstream attention of, hey, look, Rihanna's drinking Vitacoco or, you know, we used athletes at Vitacoco uh, who, who like Larry Fitzgerald, who mm-hmm. football player, or Marshawn Lynch. These guys actually drank Vitacoco and they were helping make the brand more masculine. So guys would drink it. I think these brands that are that are allowing celebrities to become the face of the brand is a little bit of a slippery slope in a sense that. You know, if it's not authentic, it's very much got a sharp edge to it that could be a negative at some point in time. If even if it's authentic, but the celebrity doesn't have the reach to really be able to be an engine for the brand, an engine meaning trans, you know, having consumers go into stores looking for the brand, then that can be difficult. I think as an ambassador in the in this case where celebrities can be involved, where they can just create awareness and kind of integrate the brand into their life, that's super powerful. Well, especially with social media today where people are showcasing, you know, every part of their life, authentic and powerful. If that can, if that can be the way, if it's just a mouthpiece deal, it doesn't work. You know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work in terms of a land grab in the, it may work in the short term and you might get some hits, but in the long term, the brand, the soul of the brand is exposed at some point And, you know, it, it, it would indicate that it doesn't work. So it's, I have nothing against celebrity, but to me, your liquid's got to stand tall and your brand proposition to the consumer's got to stand tall. People aren't going to drink you, even if you have the greatest celebrity on the face of the planet, if the liquid doesn't hold up. Yeah, definitely. Is this the smallest brand you've actually worked on? And, and it is. Yeah, it is. I was it's just thinking about that. the smallest brand by far. When I joined, yeah, it is the smallest um, brand I've worked on by That's far. A- that's exciting. Super, super exciting. So what's the most difficult part of building a tequila company? Well, I mean, it is a long game. So as you know, this is like, the, you know, no, in the decision process, there are no shortcuts to glory here. You know, it's the long game of the right pass. So we're building the brand on the on-premise. And so many brands say, oh, we're an on-premise brand. Yet when you look at it, most of them are 80% off-premise and 20% on-premise. So we're committed to the long term of we're not looking to, you know, open up Walmart and all the off-premise package stores to get the big chunk volume. We're still out there getting on menus, having consumer discovery and connecting the dots. We are focused, though, on on-premise national accounts like Brinker, Darden, mm-hmm. Applebee's, I'm, you know, Applebee's and these guys on the border because it is an accelerant to how we scale the brand. So we're trying to get these on-premise menus so consumers can discover us. And we can kind of build the consumer base one at a time through ac- acquiring in, in restaurants. Once we get markets like right now, we're booming in Texas and Florida. You know, thankfully, the number two and three tequila states, we're booming in those markets. So we're picking up 
national accounts like Applebee's franchisee in Texas and Northern California. We picked up on the border nationally, which is a big one. Uh, So those, those have been moxies. I think I mentioned those have been big for us. And we're actually, we're smaller than anything I've worked on, but you know, we're, we're going to do 50 that we're last year. We did just under 50,000 nine liter cases this year. we We should be at least 75. Uh, this year as fast as we're growing. We hired a chief marketing officer in October last year, uh, Chris Petty, who I worked with at Jägermeister. I got him at, from Jim Beam at Jägermeister. And he I was able to break his arm to get him to come over here. And he is just a genius. He is so good. The best marketer I've worked with. So a brand like Ghost Tequila with the natural brand swagger that it has with a genius like Chris Petty putting his, you know, uh, brand whisper, uh, to the ghost tequila. This brand's never had really good content going through the veins of ghost. So I'm excited to see where it takes us. I had uh, the founder of, uh, of ranch water on a few months ago, and she was talking about how, uh, how the Southwest and the West overall, I mean, shows like Yellowstone, for example, for some reason, there's this big connection with the Southwest. You live in Texas. I grew up in Arizona. I, I love that. I think that there is a, um, there's definitely a need uh, today for consumers. They, they love these drinks. They, tequila has definitely continued to grow. Um, but how do you stay with the trends, I guess, and stay relevant and appealing to existing customers, but also go out and get these new customers. I guess, I don't know, like the the spice definitely is something that makes the product unique, but how do you continue to grow in, in ways that maybe you haven't gotten to yet? Obviously, you're getting into getting on more menus. I mean, is that the trick really, is getting on more menus and getting more brand awareness? Like, how can you get that? Yes, it is. That's a great question. I like that. You know, it, it is for where we are in this point in time, but it's different all across the, you know, yeah. every our life cycle for Ghost Tequila is different everywhere. So like on the East Coast, in Florida, in, in Massachusetts, uh, South Carolina, I would say, we're ready for the off-premise. So then you got to come up with news and innovation and things that make Ghost more than a one-trick pony of things ghosts can do. So we, we've developed a Reposado, which is a beautiful Reposado aged tequila. So you take Blanco and you age it three to nine months in that range, and it takes on some wood flavor. And so it's basically like a rye whiskey. Our, our Reposado, which we just launched in January, it tastes a little bit like a rye whiskey, but with agave mm. notes. So it's mm. more of a sipper than the Blanco is. But for a premium ranch water, which is the number two cocktail in the U.S. today, I mean, here in Texas, man, it used to be Tito's and soda. Every bar you go into, yeah, seventy-five percent of the women are drinking Tito's and soda, and twenty-five percent, you know, of the men are drinking it. And so it's like a zero, low-calorie, nice little uh, cocktail. Now we're doing that with our Reposado is the plan. We'll do that ranch, premium ranch water, a uh, little bit of Topo Chico, or even a little bit of you know some kind of a CSD uh, or a hint. You know, throw a splash of hint in there. I'm sure that would work excellent. Yeah. Um, so that would be what we're doing with the Reposado. But that gets us also some additional space in the off-premise. Because today, this is one of the things that's different. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people in the spirits business. You know, Tito Beverage started Tito's Tequila and did couch surfing forever and ever. 
fought to get, he was just one skew, like a 750 of Tito's, you know, eventually he brought one liter and, but one flavor, one skew, and he stayed to it. People would say, oh, you need innovation. You got to come with flavored, you know, flavored vodka because everybody's doing flavors. You got to do, and he stayed, you know, to that one thing and he did an amazing job. I say to that, times have changed. You mm-hmm. know, news in this dynamic industry and dynamic consumer, look at how dynamic the consumer space has gotten. It's incredible. It's just yeah. incredible. So you have to have news. And you, to have that news, you got to have innovation. So you got to have an, an innovation process and an innovation engine that can crank out things that you see as consumer trends evolve that you can land your innovation right at the right time. And that's something, honestly, Fevertree does a terrific job at with their flavor innovation of how they get looking at mixology as a mixer brand, how they land their innovation right ahead of or right on time for consumer trends. They had a pink grapefruit that came out two summers ago as a Paloma in uh, tequila that just was, did an awesome, did great stuff. Yeah. They have amazing products. I mean, to me, it's about consumer news in this mm-hmm. dynamic you know, space of, and I'm, I wish I could have got our marketing in a little earlier because I think we're a little bit behind, you know, of in terms of the air cover. But man, the content I see coming up already is excellent. We just did, a, we're doing a little Valentine's Day thing that we just kicked off uh, right now of getting ghosted. The theme is getting ghosted. I, I love it. So, so some that, humor. So yeah, some that's going to have, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, so best advice, knowing what you know today, you've been involved with some incredible brands. Obviously, Ghost Tequila is, uh, you know, just on its way to huge success, I know. But what what would be the biggest advice you would give to somebody who's thinking about um, launching a new brand? Um, I, I You touched on some of this, but like, Team obviously is so important. Marketing is so important. Um, things that you think are just absolutely critical beyond the actual product to uh, growing a company. What would you say are you know? I don't know. Top five, top, top couple. However you want to answer that. Well, I know. I know this. I know number one on the list is you got to have the right people. And mm-hmm. to me, you know, I've always had a recipe of what I look for in people of. I always spend like the first 15 minutes of interviews, like just trying to get to know who the person is. And once I get the person to a natural state where they're not in interview mode, where they didn't do the greatest things in the world on every question, you know, how people get, you know, when you're interviewing and and I'm told by all the European friends, it's kind of a U.S. thing, you know, like it's hard to have a really candid interview because everybody comes into the interview ready to tell how amazing they are. Mm-hmm. So you spend, I spend as long as it takes to get them comfortable with no nerves or anything and just start talking as t- two people just talking and then start getting into like what really makes them run. Like what are the things that, you know, make them run? And I look for people that have competitive history that like to compete because I say being in the beverage business, it's like being a professional athlete and not having to be athletic. You know, I mean, because you, you got a scoreboard, you have you build a team and you're trying to help your teammates win for the brand. Totally. Um, and so I'm always looking for people that compete in some way. It could be a chess club. It could be athletics. It could be whatever, just naturally competitive. And then I look for people who have heart for the brand that you're selling. You know, in other words, if they when someone hasn't done their research on a brand, even if I'm in love with if we've been talking for an hour and I get to the point where I'm like, so tell me, what do you think of Ghost Tequila? And they say, well, I don't know much. I don't know. Why don't you tell me about it? I'm kind of like, hmm, that's kind of a bummer. 
You know, it's yeah. kind of like uh, you want someone who can really connect to the brand and under and really, you know, personally use the brand, be able to give testimonials, be able to overcome two, three objections from uh, someone you're selling the brand to, be able to sit next to somebody on an airplane, just infectious like enthusiasm for the brand because it matters because mm-hmm. it does, it's not all rainbows and lollipops. You know, you get a lot of setbacks, you get a lot of real challenging circumstances that if you don't have that passion for the brand, it's easy to duck and roll and say, okay, well, it's not for everybody. See you later. You know, instead of fighting for the brand at every, at every option. And I think that is like so critical and it's hard to find, you know, cause you got to, if you don't spend that time up front in the interview, you don't really, you know, a lot of people are really good salespeople and they can convince you they love the brand when they really haven't even tasted the brand. Or hadn't. So you got to really go deep on that, especially for leadership positions, uh, which I would put as a higher importance because they're the ones that have to look you in the eye and are basically committing their their lives to to the journey. But so once you get the people part right, then you got to get the plan part right and set up people to be successful and that's where it starts to compete. And I think back to the Vitacoco days, we had so many. And this is why that reminds me so much it goes to Vitacoco of, you know, the mental image of people patting the brand on top of the head and saying, it's a cute little brand, you know, Vitacoco coconut water. It's going to be cute. Good good luck, man. It's going to be nice. I'm sure you'll do fine. You know, those kind of things. You probably yeah. heard some of that over the years. I definitely you know? have. Yeah. Yeah. And that just inspires me more. You know, that just makes me think, you know, how are they not seeing this? What I see. And it was that way at Vita Coco. It's that way a little bit at Ghost. Like, how big can a spicy tequila be? It's like, well, let me tell you, Chick-fil-A has a spicy scent. I mean, there's a spicy variant in every consumer packaged goods business, whether it's fast food, whether it's grocery. I mean, Asian food, Mexican food, you name it. It's been around forever and spicy is a big part of it. And what I love about Ghost and why it's like, it's not a simple spice. It's like a really complicated spice that pokes through without overpowering the flavor of what it's in. And that's kind of the spice that's unique, you know? So that's where goes to me. There's nothing like it, you know? And when someone pats it on the head and says, that's a cute little brand, you know, maybe, I don't know, you know, it's too, uh, it's not for me. It's like, okay, okay. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> you yeah, know, definitely. You'll see. Um, but you want to have people that can fight for that and people that it's like, Part of one of my lines in interviews, like if you want to work at a big company and you want to just have do your thing where you're process and you work and you're not really noticed that much because your job may not be. I'm sure your job's important, but there's so many people doing similar things to you're doing. It's hard to break through and it's hard to stand out. And it really doesn't. It's not like every day somebody's calling you saying, how'd your day go? So you're not really in the spotlight. If you want to work in the spotlight in an entrepreneurial journey, it's like everyone on the team is conscious of what everyone else on the team is doing and trying to help one another out to where it truly is being like a, being on a sports team, like watching the Super Bowl last night. I mean, it's like being a part of the Kansas City Chiefs of, you know, what Travis Kelsey's doing, you know, what Patrick Mahomes is doing, you know, what every player on the field's doing. And you can't get that kind of experience in a big company. It's yeah. very difficult to, with all due respect. It's, you, I'm sure you can if you're on a project team that's critical to, you know, an acquisition or, I mean, you can get similar, but in the entrepreneurial experience, there's nothing like it in terms of how, how, uh, what a thrilling journey it can be. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's such a big difference. And then obviously having a great product and, um, doing, yeah. you know, continuing to get that story out there of, of how it's different, um, 
you know, you're definitely educating a lot of people about um, the product, but also getting it out there in terms of taste, um, getting people to, you know, lips to mouth and and getting them to really enjoy it and experience it. So it's very, very exciting. I'm excited for you uh, for sure, because it's, uh, you know, definitely a little bit smaller brand than what I've seen you do before, but I know it's, uh, they've hit a home run getting you involved. So it's very exciting. Well, Kara, that's really kind of you to say that. And Ed, listen, I, uh, I'm so excited to be here and be with you and, and reconnect. It's, uh, it's been a, it's been a thrill. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you again. And thanks everybody for joining us today. We'll have all the info for Ghost Tequila and Jeff Popkin in the show notes, but appreciate you and your wisdom, Jeff. Thanks again. Kara, thanks for the opportunity and thank you. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. I would love to hear from you too, so feel free to DM me. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Undaunted, where I share more about my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.